to get uh, straight up here this morning. Tina and I are going to do a little something different that we really feel like the Lord wants us to do this morning. We are going to uh, speak to you guys this morning together, and we really feel like God has laid something on our heart this morning, and so we're going to uh, say attempt to speak to you together this morning. I just feel like God has just laid something great on our heart that he wants to speak to our church about uh, this morning. Hallelujah. Let's, let's pray this morning. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the word of the living God. The Bible tells me it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It tells me the word of God is powerful. It changes our life. It speaks to us. It takes us to places we could never go without the Word of God. It brings healing to our spirit, soul, and mind and body. It's a powerful voice, voice, the living, powerful Word of God. So, Father, we're asking you, Lord, that we be attentive to the voice of the Spirit this morning. Father, we just ask you that the gifts of the Spirit in this house, God, continually work. Father, I ask you that you just touch Tina and I this morning, Lord, as we uh, give the people what we feel like you have spoke to our heart at this house. For God, you have a vision and a plan for this house. And so, Father, this morning we thank you and give you the glory and honor. And everybody said amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. Hallelujah. I am. Sit down. I'm going. Woo! Praise the Lord. Pray amen. for me today. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> I want to talk about three things this morning. One of them I want to talk about the past. Uh, we're going to talk about the present. And we want to talk about the future. We all have our past. We all are living in the present. And God has a plan for every one of us for the future. Well, that was weak. We got the past. We live in the present. But we serve a big God. Sister Betty has got something great in store for us in the, the future. But we don't want to forget the past because the past, sister, builds our faith. The past uh, reminds us of the mighty things that God has done for each one of us. Each one of us, in some time or another, I believe God has touched and healed our bodies. Amen. Some time or another, God kept our marriages together when they felt like they were going to fall apart. In the, in the past, we've seen great miracles. In the past, we've seen God move in mighty Ways. That's why David said in Psalms chapter uh, 43, 5, I remembered the days of old. I meditated on all your doings. I mused on the work of your hands. God, I remembered what your hands did in the past. I remember how you worked in times that were tough in my life. And I prayed and your hand came upon that situation. And moved and worked and changed out for the better of my good. You did that in the past, Lord. And God, in the past, we've had great moves of God in the past. We read about the great revivals 
in the past of Azusa Street and Brownsville Revival and the great things that God has done in the past. See, we look at the past. Uh, we can celebrate the good of it. We can learn from the mistakes of it. Or we can repent of the sins of the past. And all of us can say amen, amen. to that. But we cannot stay in the past. We have to move forward because if we're not moving forward, we're like a looking in the mirror of our car or our truck and always looking in the back to see what's behind us. We're going to crash for what's in front of us. What about George riding down the road always looking at his in the tractor trailer, always looking at the big old mirrors on the side? We're going to be a disaster of something what's in front of him. Because what's in front of him is just as important as somebody coming up on the back of him. So if he never looks in the, outside the windshield, what's going to happen with that big old rig? And that's what happens in our life when we keep looking at the past and not moving into the future. See, when you look into the future or at your present of what God wants to do, you're, I'm not talking about taking away the convictions. I'm not talking about taking away, Sister Colleen, our beliefs. I'm not talking about tearing down the, the wall of the doctrine of what we believe. But what I am saying is God wants to move us forward. God wants to move us forward, and we cannot stay in the past. That's why Paul made it very clear in Philippians 3, chapter 13 and 14, a very familiar passage of Scripture. He says, Brethren and sister, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing, he said, I'm going to do this one thing. Forgetting what is behind me, I'm straining, I'm moving forward, I'm pushing forward to, for what is ahead. I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has, here it is, has called me heavenly, heavenly in Christ Jesus. You've got a, God, a calling on my life to move me in to something that it feels like heaven on my soul. But I've got to press in to it. He is doing a new thing at Calvary Assembly of God Church. We can say he's going to do it, but in the spirit, man, and not on, I haven't seen a, a lot, a lot of that outwardly yet, but in the spirit, he is doing a Say with me, a new thing. Which brings me to the, say, the present. What is God doing now? What is he telling us about the future? Well, several years ago, God began to speak to me that it was time to, say with me, prepare. And as I began to look in my journal and as God began to speak to me about preparing, because if you want God to ever do something great in your life, you got to step back, and he is going to prepare you spiritually 
for what is about to happen. Brother Mark raised his hands for what is about to happen in the future. Okay? So what is about to happen in the future, me standing in the present, he is going to prepare me in for the future while I'm in the present. Come on. While I am standing in the present, God is looking beyond the present into the future. But for me to obtain what's in the future, he has got to prepare me in the present. God said, God told me personally, Kevin, get your home life in order. Get time management in order. Your money your, your health, start doing some exercising. Your priorities, get yourself in order, Kevin. Prepare yourself for what I am about to do. Come on, guys. Prepare for what I'm about to do. It, it, you see, it, it can't be a head knowledge. It's got to be down in my spirit that God is going to do something miraculous in my life. That God is going to open up the windows of heaven. Not only on this church. But when he does it on this church. He's doing it on you as an individual. That means God said I got something great planned for your life. Because if I look and turn around in the past. And I get, gauge it by the past. Or gauge some failures and things that's going on in my life right now. In the present. I don't have faith to move into the Future. But when God says, and I heard the Spirit say, prepare yourself. Brother Dale, that give me faith. And a knowing by faith that something was coming into the future. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. When Kevin, he actually brought that to me probably about four years ago or so, the Lord uh, began to bring that. He, he began to bring that to me that God is saying to prepare. He just kept saying, I hear this word prepare. You're going to hear that a lot between now and the end of the service. But God just kept saying prepare, get ready. And when he brought it to me, <clears throat> I really felt like it was uh, a word from God. And we've talked about this word off and on um, ever since then. And we, when he mentioned, I said, let, you know, we talked about getting together today and kind of just speaking from our hearts what God has spoken to us and where God, where, where we're at right now, but what we see through eyes of faith. Uh, but we want to look at that, uh, that word prepare. And he mentioned three or four things. Um, God is saying to prepare. And, you know, I wrote this down. If we are in a mess, if our lives are in a mess, our minds, our spirits, if we are in a mess... We are stressed out and full of anxiety and stress and worry. How are we ever going to do the job that God has asked us to do? And how many knows it's just not mine and pastor's job? It's just not Pastor John and Amanda's job. It is everyone that is in here. It is every one of us jobs, of our jobs to do this. And we need to get ourselves in order. So I told him I wanted to do this part um, because I felt like... Um, <clears throat> While this is important to all of us, it just it really resonated in my heart. And, of course, uh, I'm going to do a disclaimer. I was going to do this after I said it, but anybody that knows me knows I'm not the most organized person. So when he started talking about getting things in order, I'm like, well, I've got a lot to look at. But I want to just point out some things that God said specifically. 
He said, get your home in order. So this morning, I encourage you, if you are a married couple, I encourage you to get your home life in order. You know, don't let the devil tear your marriage apart any longer. Don't let him put stress and anxiety between you two. God ordained marriage, a man and a woman coming together. He said, let no man put asunder. If you are married today, don't let the devil come in and put strife between the two of you. Because the devil knows if he can destroy our marriages, he can destroy the church. Because how many knows if husbands and wives are yakking at each other nonstop, there's not a freedom and liberty in the home. You're not going to have any feeling to want to go and serve God and do the work of God. Amen? And I, I will tell you this, that the devil will get in your marriage in a heartbeat. He will get in the middle of it. you got to fight it. I, you know, the other day, and I'm going to get off of home, but this one is a really important one to me. Uh, what day? We work together all the time. What day was it? I think it might have been Tuesday. I'm, I'm not sure, but it was a good day to forget. I'll put that put it that way. <laughs> it was a good day to forget. We were supposed to. It must have been Monday because we used to get together on Mondays and have meetings. You know, he and I, we talk about things, how the weekend went, what we feel like God's doing, what we for the future. And I'm telling you one thing. We couldn't get on the same road for nothing. He'd say something and I'd say something, and it would be like nothing we said melded together. And, you know, we got about halfway. It was close to lunchtime. We used to go take lunch. And I said, you know what? This ain't working. I said, we need to go take a break and separate for a little bit and do something. But we realized that what it was was the enemy was coming in. And the enemy wants to come in your home and tear your marriage apart. Or maybe just, just you and your children. He wants to come in among you and tear you up. Know who your enemy is and say, God, I am not going to let the devil tear my home up, my marriage. He's not going to destroy the relationship between my family. We are going to get our home in order so that we can be at liberty to do what God wants us to do. Amen? He's, God said, get your home in order. Get your time in order. This is another one that we can waste so much time. And, and I'm going to read it so I don't get off track. But if you schedule so many things on your calendar that you are always running here and there, we have to step back. I heard somebody say recently, and I've heard it before, and you probably have too, I just don't have time to do everything I've got to do. I believe that we've all said that, and I believe that that is a lie from the enemy. You know why? Because God put 24-7, 24 hours in a day, seven days a week. When he created the earth, he knew exactly how much time we needed. And if God only gave us 24 hours, we're feeling things in that time space that he probably doesn't want there. I know life is hard. Life is hectic. And, and sometimes we got to work jobs and we've got to do things. But the Bible, God told Kevin, get your time in order. Make sure that you are doing the things that I've told you to do. Your family is important. Your home life is important. And the church is important. Those things are important. But if, our, if we were spending time doing everything else, doing everything that we want or what other people want, then there won't be any time to do what God wants. How many knows that is the most important thing in your life is what God wants? God told Kevin to get your money in order. You know, we need to look as a body of Christ and look at our money. We don't need to keep going in debt and buying more things. How many knows that soon everything that we own is going to burn up? It's going to be gone. And we get so wrapped up in the things of this world and one more of this and one more of that we could all go through and clean our house out and have enough to fill another whole house probably. 
but we get consumed with things and the enemy does that and you know what what happens is we go out and buy things we buy those five dollar cups of coffee some people do I don't like Starbucks so I don't buy it but we, we buy those expensive things and when the preacher says we're gonna spend twenty dollars for a box to put paper products and personal items in it for somebody for Christmas we say I don't have any money but you know what we need to look at our time and we need to say God give me wisdom Help me to put back money and use money for the kingdom of God as well as for my family, saving for the future. God said to get your health in order, and we all have a struggle with this one, I know. But uh, I know one thing that pushes me towards this, because we have talked about this. We believe that God is capable of filling this church up two and three times a weekend. Now, you all may not see that, and we, I, you know, because they say don't go build a new church until you fill up the one you got. But I believe that God can take this church. Kevin has asked me, he said, you know what, if we had two services on Sunday morning, would we be able to handle that physically? So if you're wore out, you're run down, and you're not taking care of your bodies, then when God says, I've got a job for you to do, and you're exhausted because you just run, run, run. I encourage us, admonish us, take care of your health. God said to get your priorities in life. If everything in your life revolves around you, what you want, what you want to do, where you want to go, then our priorities are out of whack, and we won't be able to do what God wants us to do. So today, like God told Kevin to prepare ourselves, I'm encouraging you and admonishing you to get your house in order. Just stop and think, I don't know, maybe your house is completely clean, you're organized, and you've got money in the bank, and you're great at all of that. But I just know God doesn't say things for no reason. And I don't believe God gave Pastor Kevin this starting about four or five years ago just for him. But we believe that now is a time to bring it to you, to encourage you. Time is short. Get your home, your, your time, your relationships. Get these things in order so that when God speaks, we can what? We can listen and we can move. Say, when God speaks, God speaks. I can move. All right. Now, like I said, I want to say we have not uh, attained all of this, uh, but it is in our heart to do what God said. And I believe that he is, is taking us forward. We cannot do the job that God has already assigned to us. And I've told you that you all, all of us have that a job if we are weighed down with the things of this life. In Mark 4, I'm not going to read the whole scripture, but this, the parable of the sower, and it talks about all the ground that the seed went out. But there at the end, it said that they planted the word, and it says, The worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desire for other things came in and choked out the word of God. So what I'm saying is was said by Christ a long, long time ago. We need to get our lives in order. There's one more thing that God said, and that is it's time to take up our cross and follow him. There's not but one thing that he wants us to carry, and that's the cross. We, we're burdened down with the weights of this world, the concerns. And God said to cast your what? Cast your cares on me. Cast your burden. He said, you know, my burden is light. It's easy. But he also said there is one thing he wants us to carry. And church, that's why we are doing this today. That is to admonish you that it's time for the believers, the body of Christ, to take up our cross and follow him. You know what? We love him. We serve him. But we can get so distracted by this world. And we lay that cross down sometimes and forget why we're really here. We forget why God put us here. 
So the only thing that we should leave out of here today was shouldn't be burdens and carries and worries, but it should be the cross of Jesus Christ, yeah. carrying his cross and following him. See, God has said to prepare ourselves, and then he also told us to prepare the church. Praise the Lord. How many of you know if God wants to do something mighty, then he has to prepare his people. Amen. He has to prepare the body uh, of Christ to do it. Uh, because it just can't be a pastor, a worship leader, a children's church, and, if, and people that work in the bus ministry. God wants to move this church forward, then he has to prepare, and first he works and he moves in that local body to move that, to move that church, uh, to move that church uh, forward. Uh, as I'd said before, God said uh, to prepare the church, but before any pastor or before any leader of any organization or before any uh, a pastor of any church uh, moves any group of people or an organization further, he first has to prepare his own self. That, 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 that's weak. You've you got to prepare your own personal self. I want to I want to ask you this morning, what are you doing? I get to ask myself this question. What are you doing to make yourself better? How are you how are you working on your own personal self to make yourself better? What kind of plan do you have in your life to make your own self better? What what does that look like? Are you for 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 leaders, it, it, it's it's uh, Christian leaders. It's it, it's praying. It's uh, it's reading the Word of God. It's uh, fasting for leaders. It's reading leadership books for for leaders. It's being mentored. What does that look like for for you? What, what, what does that picture look like? Because if God is going to move you forward or move this church forward personally, He has to deal with us. He has to prepare us. Yes, we. But it's our responsibility to work on us. It's, it's our responsibility. If God speaks, then we have to be obedient on what He has said. Now, God spoke this to me about four years ago. Prepare yourself. You don't know uh, what God is going to bring in your life if you're just. Be obedient to God and work on preparing yourself. You don't know who he's going to bring in your life. Just in the last three weeks, God has blessed me with a couple great leaders to speak into my life. One is, uh, uh, is over the School of Divinity at Liberty University. I have the opportunity now to sit down and talk to a very educated man. Before, I didn't have that access. God gave me another great pastor, to business and pastor, to speak into my life. But you know, it's up to me if I want to be mentored. It's up to me to search out my mentors. They just don't fall in your lap. They just don't come to you. You got to search out them. What does that look like in your life? Because God wants to do something great in your life that he's first going to prepare. If he's going to do something great in the church or something great in your family, he first is going to work on. He's first going to work on you. 
God spoke, said, prepare the leadership team. Prepare the ministry within the church. Prepare the people. That we're a church of unity and love for each other. Meeting the needs of the congregation as a people. Compassion for the lost. Hurting and the ones that are hurting and the ones that are confused. Uh, everyone doing their part. Sharing the love of Jesus. Inviting other people to church. As Tina's already touched on this. Prepare for your time. How are we spending our time? When our church is prepared, we will witness, we will invite, we'll serve, we'll be faithful, we'll fast, we'll pray, we'll fulfill the commission to take the gospel to the streets and the highways and the byways as we bring the hope of Christ to our community, hope to a hopeless community. It's what it's all about. How many of you have felt hopeless in your life at some time or another? How does that feel? Bad. Somebody else speak up. How does hopelessness feel? Terrible. Very scary. Empty. Feel like you failed. Somebody else. What's hopelessness feel like? Feels like you are drowning while you're still alive. That's what it feels like. And I committed myself to God for the rest of my life here on earth to bring as much as I can, the best I can with my ability to bring hope to this community and wherever God takes me to people that are hurting and people are suffering all around us feeling like they have no hope. And God said, I can't take you and I can't use you like I want to unless you prepare yourself. But he calls, he's got a great future for us, church. Let's give the Lord a hand. He's got a great future for us. That's, that's our third point, future. We're going forward and God is beginning. And not only beginning, he is doing a new thing. Do not remember the former Things, nor consider the things of old. Because this is what he said, behold, say with me, behold. behold. See, God, when he says behold, he's trying to get your attention. Behold. Be, behold. He's trying to, it's like you're slapping your kids uh, 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 to get, not slapping them, but uh, slapping your hands to get their attention. It's like, listen, didn't I tell you before? Come on. Yeah, I better make a clo the closure on that. Don't be slapping your kids, okay? <laughs> it's, it's, be, yeah, here comes the Stanton cops, okay? Be, it's like God said, behold. It's like he's, you know what he's, it's like him saying, I've told you before, George, how many times I've got to tell you? How many times does your daddy have to tell you? One time? Let, let, let's, Brother Terry, how many times does your dad have to tell you? Yeah, Brother Wayne, one time. Brother Jerry, yeah, a couple, yeah. He'd tell me once, and if I didn't do it, then I'd get the same thing those guys would get, okay? But God is saying, listen, guys, God is saying, behold, wake up. Wake up out of your sleep. I am about to do a new thing. The old things have passed away. 
The old things have passed away. Behold, listen, I am bringing some new things into your life. Oh, my Lord, I'm getting ready to bring some new things in your life, in the life of the church. That's exciting. Behold, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to give you one thing that God spoke to me back in 2013 that by faith I know I'm going to see it come to pass. This is just one. I was praying, and God, it's just like, how many of you have been praying, and it's like, I mean, you don't just like fade off, but it's like God gives you a, just a quick vision. Anybody, I'm not trying to be real spiritual here, but I'm saying, you, you've been praying and speaking, and God just, just automatically just goes, boom, and look at it, and wow, and I mean, it's gone. But, you, but it puts an imprint on your spirit, not so much on your mind, but on your spirit. And this is what the Lord uh, showed me some... Uh, Sometime back that he was going to do for this uh, uh, church. On the news a couple years ago, um, I seen this. I seen this l- line. How it was miles and miles and miles long of refugees trying uh, to get into different countries. And I mean, it, they, they, they were, they were, they were. It was, I mean, miles long. And refuge means, listen to this, it means the condition of being safe or in shelter from danger or trouble. When you didn't know Christ, you was in danger and you were you was in trouble. Amen? And I've seen those people, Sister Colleen, lined up for miles. Waiting to try to get into another country for safety. Where we live in America. And God told me, and there was like God flashed before me, Sister Christy, this gate. This gate. And the gate was locked. And the people couldn't get through to safety. Just like country closing off its borders and them not being able to get across the border. But God showed me this gate. People were lined up. And he says, son, the gate is closed now for reasons at Calvary Assembly of God Church. But when I unlock the gate, Feel the Lord this morning. They're out in this community by the hundreds. We had an experience just this week with a young lady and some kids. Hurting. God said, I'm about to open the gate. I'm about to open the gate. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? 2013 in our leadership meeting, God spoke and said, He wants us, listen, 
to rid ourselves of things that are holding us back. We must quit using excuses, God said to our leadership team. I'm too busy, I'm too old, I'm too scared, I'm too sick, I can't do it. And in that leadership meeting, God spoke to us. Yes, the work is hard, but be ready to harvest in the harvest. 2013, in my prayer to him, God said, you must prepare to change quickly. Listen to this. Moving things around, reorganizing things at a fast rate because a flood of people is getting ready to come in. Kevin, prepare yourself. And that's for all of us. That's for, that's for all of us. Honey, I'm going to let you pick up right here on October the 5th. Okay. Praise right. the Lord. These are some Hallelujah. things that took place. I'm going to try to say them quickly because I know he wants to get to the end of this. But uh, sometimes some of these are during our leadership meetings. Some of these were on Wednesday nights. But how many knows that if God says something, I mean, it, like you're correcting your child or giving your child instructions. You tell your child, you know, how many times do I have to tell you? God is saying, how many times do I have to tell you? Just believe what I've said because I change not. And if he has told us these things, whether we've seen him, some of this is from 2013 and 14, and you think, well, that's four years ago. It doesn't matter. God has his own timetable. God is doing things in us that we didn't know we needed done four years ago. Can anybody say amen? God is working on all of us. So this looks like it, like God said and it had to happen, but that's not what we want you to look at. We want you to look at this as things that God has said, and he still means it for today. Amen. God is holy. He said, lay down your idols. I'm sorry, Kevin already did that one. In October the 12th in 2013, God said, and these are things that were given out through tongues and interpretation or revelation through people. Keep planting your, your feet in the field so that others will follow. Keep going mm. into the highways. Keep putting right. your feet in the field. Keep walking in the field. Listen to this, church. You cannot reap the harvest in the barn. I want you to write that down. If you've got a pen and paper. You cannot reap the harvest. The lost people are not in here. Yes, sometimes church is filled with people that, that are complacent and lukewarm and cold. But the harvest is out there, church. The harvest is out there. You cannot reap the harvest in here. We have got to come together. Many of you work hard, feverishly, long hours. But you know what? If you've got 10 people doing what we're doing right now, what if we had 80 or 90% of this church on board in some way that we're saying, I'm going to come in and help reap that harvest? There's a big field out there to be reaped for Christ. There are lost people in this community, around this church, in this, in this area. You've got family, friends, loved ones, people you work with that need to be reaped. They need to be brought in. And we're in a hard time in our nation right now, but people are ready yes, for you yes, to bring the gospel yes. to them. I encourage you. We cannot reap the harvest in the barn. We have got to stay in the fields. You come in, you bring the harvest in, you tend to it, you take care of it, you nourish yourself during harvest time, you eat, and what do you do? You get back on your tractor and go back out there and you, you do it again until the harvest is in. Another meeting, uh, God said to Kevin, prepare yourself, the church and the staff. God said, uh, showed one of our leaders, God said, I want your time 
set things aside. We talked about this earlier. This was another vision that somebody had. You will need trash cans at the altar for the lost that are coming in. Come on. Because come they're on. coming bound with addictions, drugs, alcohol, cigarettes, whatever it is. And they're going to need these trash cans to put their addictions in. They're going to need these things to, to empty themselves out. Not, uh, not just uh, in the spiritual sense, but literally to lay things down because God is about to move. We had another leadership meeting at the end of uh, that year. Um, you know, that, this just must have been a really powerful year. And I know the pastor did this journaling. And when I went back and read it, I thought, this is powerful. We've got to relook at it. I'm going to name names. I hope you all are not embarrassed with this. But there was five or six of our uh, leaders that mentioned these things that God showed them that night. Jerry, he said that he sees the power of God so strong in our church that God is moving in an awesome way that many people are getting delivered and set free, healed. Great healings are taking place in the house of God. You know what? It was, it's amazing. It's four years later, and he stood right here this morning. Did you hear him? He said the exact same thing this morning, yeah, that God yeah. is moving and he is, is stirring the waters because God doesn't change, does he, Jerry? Don't matter if he told us five years or today. We were talking about buses. We, we had the one bus, but we were talking about the vision. And Tammy mentioned that she didn't just see one bus, two buses. She said, but I, be, I believe God can give us many buses to go out into this community and help reach the harvest. One person mentioned that it was like combines. Our buses were going to be like combines that go out and bring the children and the adults, not just the children, but the elderly, the adults, and that we're going to bring them in for the kingdom of God. Can you see this, church? Can you wrap your mind around what God has showed us? Colleen had mentioned that God is going to bless us in a great way because we are fulfilling the scripture that Isaiah spoke. Mm. Dwayne had said that he saw God wanted to do something big in this church with our ministries and with you individually. Mm -hmm. These were things that were given, but they are about this church, and you are the church. Everybody say, I am the church. So when God says, prepare, get ready, he's talking about us, church. Amen? We had a Wednesday night, and I tell you what, people, you all need to consider laying down some time. We're not having church this Wednesday. But Wednesday nights, God does some great things in here. Sometimes we don't have but a handful. And I know that it's hard, but sacrifice that time and get out here. This was what was spoken one Wednesday night. The time to prepare is now. Do you believe it? Can you have faith? Even if it seems like the city, we were discussing, I believe somebody was talking about the building. We've had a, 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 a vision to, to plant a building over here, build a building, a, a life center, an outreach center, family room that we can use to minister to this community. But we said, somebody said, even if the city or the building and the planning committees didn't, wouldn't for us, it didn't matter because if God wants it, it'll happen. Even our small numbers, even our lack of finances or anything that may not be on our side that makes it seem impossible, the word of God said, keep believing, have faith, and prepare because time is short. And how many knows if time was short four years ago? We're a little bit closer today, church, than we were now, we're then. In February, the word came forth, do not grow weary in well-doing. You will reap a reward, son. I know God spoke this to Kevin directly, but I believe that there again, it was for our whole church. Do not become weary. Don't keep, uh, don't quit. Don't give up. 
in March of 2014, and um, this is a little personal, but he wrote down, and I'm going to say it because I believe God's bringing this to all of us today. He said, God corrected me. Listen, son. You know, he clapped his hands and said, listen, son. Once again, I have told you, and I mean what I say. Do not doubt, but have faith. Obey what I have told you. Go by what I have already told you, not by what you feel, not by what you see, not by the times when people tell you no, not by the times people say they'll do something and they don't, not by the times when you see those that are working so tired that they can't hardly go another day, yes. but yet they keep doing yes. because God's got it in their heart to keep doing he said, don't doubt, don't quit, have faith. Get your house in order. Prepare yourself. There is going to be an open door for us to work, church. God said, get ready and prepare yourself, amen. Praise the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 58, verse 19, I love this passage of scripture. Write it down. It says, your, your people, say your people. Your people. God, you are God's people. God's people. Say, I am God's people. Listen and see. We'll rebuild the ancient ruins. He's going to use you. Come on. He's going to use you. Isn't that awesome, Brother Mark? He's going to use you to do it in the last days. How many of you believe that we're living in the last days? Do you? He said he's going to use you. Look at what Isaiah said. Rebuild the ancient ruins, and will rise up the old foundations. You will be called the repair of the broken walls, restore of the streets and the dwellings. God said, I'm going to use you to build my kingdom. Man, that sounds good. For he says in Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18, where there is no, listen, where there is no vision. Come on. Where there is no what? The people what? Perish. Listen to this. Where no people are, the vision perishes. Where no vision is, if you don't have a vision to where you're going, then you're just going to be stumbling all around with no direction. But where no vision is, the people perish. But where there is no people to work the harvest field, the vision, what happens to the vision? It perishes. I can cast vision, and I love to cast vision. I love to read about vision. Andy Stanley's got an incredible book on vision. I love to read about vision. And we can cast vision and cast vision. But if no, listen to this. We're going to talk about this in a couple weeks. You can have a farm of 500 acres, and you can take that farm and plant 400 acres in corn. And you can have a nice John Deere tractor 
And you can have a nice barn. And all of your equipment can be in the barn. You can shine your equipment. 400 acres of corn. The corn is going to rot in the field if you don't get on your lazy backside and get on the tractor and harvest the field. I got a tractor. We got the field. The field's out there. But it's going to take every one of us plus more and a lot more to do what God has called us to do. How many of you want to be part of winning the harvest field? How many of you there's blessings in the harvest field? Okay, now, now I want to say this, and we're going to close because when I say that or if I say that among people, then people clap their hands and raise their hands. Let's do it again. How many of you want to be a part of the harvest field? Well, one more time. How many of you want to be part of the harvest field? Okay, here it is. I'm going to turn this way. How many of you are working in the harvest field? How many of you are, listen, working in the harvest field? Have the field, we got the barn, we got the tractors. We need some people out in the field, harvesting the field. Amen? The rapture is coming, and it's soon. And I want to be part of harvesting the field. And we're going to talk about more of that in a couple weeks. Let's, 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 let's stand this morning. I want you to close your, we're going to cast vision more in the weeks to come, but I want, I want you to close your, your, your eyes this morning as musicians come and I feel good this morning. I feel like we just had a, the service has been a little different, but I believe it's, I feel like it's been good. Can you say amen? I want you to close your eyes this morning, if you would, please. How many of you know that life is very short? How many of you know that? Yesterday, we buried my uncle on the same day that my dad passed away. Which has made me think a lot, Brother Wayne, in the last couple days. Yesterday was when my dad passed away and we buried my uncle on the same day. And I'm thinking, God, isn't life short? Isn't life but a vapor? The Bible says it vanishes away. For none of us know how much time we have left. So with every bed, every uh, head bowed, bowed, excuse me, and eyes closed, I want you to look at these questions. Is your house in order? Are you living the life God designed, created you to live? Or are you walking and growing daily in the Lord? Are you loving your family and being an example of God and what He wants you to be? Are you witnessing to your lost family and friends? Are you working to build the kingdom of God or are you self-consumed for time is short?
you took your last breath today, and I know this is the way God wanted me to end this, are you ready? Is your house in order? Is your heart cleansed? Because God's got a great work for you to do. And we're going to close like this this morning. I want them to play, and we're going to close with a prayer around the altar. So I'm going to have an altar invitation this morning. If you say, God, we're living in the last days, and I want to make sure my heart's right. But second of all, I, I want to get my house in order for the harvest field. As they play, we're going to close with a prayer here at the altar. It won't take but a few minutes, but I want to invite everybody that would to step forward. Give myself Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, God. 